Hello and welcome to episode 10 of the Strength and Depth podcast. A little bit of a change of tact today. We have two parts to the episode. Um, today being the last episode of the season before we have a little bit of a break. So part two, probably the most, or the most excited I've been to release an episode because today we really delve into kind of the end user of, you know, really what strength and conditioning is and it's an athlete round table. So today I welcome in Joe Bell of the Olympic Ollie Whites, so from New Zealand. First got to meet Joe when he was the under-20s captain of New Zealand at the 2019 World Cup. Joe's currently based in Norway, applying his trade in the professional soccer leagues there. We also have Lindsay Keeble of London Pulse, um, of the Super League netball team. She also has played internationally for England netball. Uh, Pete Miles, a GB ju- judo player, represented Team GB at the Youth Olympic Games. And then Lotta Wubamoy, plays for Arsenal, England seniors, and has just been selected for Team GB as a travelling reserve for the women's football team. So hopefully these guys are going to give us, or give you guys, they definitely did for me, a rounded view of what it's like to receive instruction and be part of that SNC community as an athlete, because ultimately they're who we're working with day to day on the ground. Ultimately, you know, we work with coaches to plan sessions, to plan schedules for seasons, but these guys are who we who we are facing within a gym environment, within a pitch or a court or a track, whatever it might be. So it's great to hear their opinions of you know what they might want to hear from us, how we interact. Um, so hopefully you guys really take some 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 of the stuff that, that they these guys share. That you know they're open, they're honest, and they really give a good account of their experiences, varying levels of experiences from SNC, different ages that they first got introduced to SNC. So it's hopefully a really interesting lesson. So that's kind of part one of episode 10 and then part two, which is a separate episode, which also got released today. So please stick around for that, um, is a season one review where uh, myself and Dr. Rosie Collins will kind of go through, uh, so she's a sports psychologist and we'll go through kind of the key take home messages from season one. And hopefully you'll see there's been a consistent theme throughout season one and we'll we'll kind of start to unpick that and also preview season two. As always, um, reach out to us on the socials. So it's hashtag strengthingdeathpod, at LukeT88 on Twitter and at Taylor underscore performance on Instagram. Uh, The podcast is available on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, pretty much anywhere that you will be familiar with the podcast we've had some fantastic it's kind of reached so much further than i ever really expected it and really appreciate you guys sharing it far and wide so please continue to do so without further ado i'll introduce joe Lindsay, pete and lotta um yeah enjoy episode 10.1 and then we'll be back for 10.2 shortly well good evening guys thank you very much for jumping on a call and kind of sharing your stories from an athlete perspective um, and before we get going it'd be really good to kind of give a little bit of an intro a little bit of a background to kind of where you're coming from from an athlete perspective um, and yeah so we'll we'll fire away and we'll kind of, from where I'm seeing Joe if you want to kind of give a bit of a brief intro of your sporting background and then currently where you're at now that'd be great. Yeah for sure so yeah I'm from New Zealand um, I spent my childhood there 
playing at, we only have one professional club there. So I played with them and then moved over to US uh, to take a scholarship there at the University of Virginia. Um, and then during that time, I was lucky enough to work with Luke at the U20s World Cup, which was a yeah, great experience. And now I'm playing here in Norway uh, professionally. Fantastic. And then I'll pass over to Lindsay. Hi, I'm Lindsay Keeble. I currently play netball for London Pulse, but previous to that, I have been an elite netball player probably for the past 16 years of my life. Um, I also played for England. I've got 13 caps for England um, national team and played youth groups after that. Um, I'm also currently a teacher by trade, so unfortunately not a professional athlete yet, but hopefully one day netball will get on there. Brilliant. Fantastic. And then we'll go to Lotta. Um, so my name's Lotta Vibbenmoy. I... I'm a Londoner, born and raised. Um, I joined Millwall Football Club at the age of 11 and um, from there got scouted for Arsenal, played at Arsenal for three years, um, made my professional debut age 16, which I was super privileged to do, um, and then had to make the hard decision to go across to the States to study. Um, and I left Arsenal aged 18, completed three and a half years at the University of North Carolina, um, all the while trying to juggle international football, um, being with Luke, uh, where he coached uh, coached me on the SNC um, regime at England. Super tight, tight knit, um, run a tight ship, and then um, I returned to England um, in September of 2020, and um, I'm now a professional footballer for Arsenal, and I'm also a lioness for the England women's national team. Fantastic. And then finally, we'll go with Pete. Um, hi, yeah, my name is Pete Miles. Um, my main sport is judo. I started when I was about um, seven years old. Uh, I competed for Great Britain from around 16 to uh, 21. I think my biggest results were probably um, bronze medal at the World Championships and a silver medal at the European Youth Olympics. Um, also represented Great Britain at the Youth Olympic Games as well. Um, so whilst I was doing that, I was obviously training with Luke. Uh, for around three years whilst I was at university as well. Fantastic. Nice. So nice to see kind of a, a nice mixture of athletes, nice mixture of experiences. So that's kind of why I wanted to get you guys on this evening to have a little bit of a chat. And as, as we said before we came on, often we hear in the SNC sphere from coaches, but ultimately you guys are the people receiving the instruction from SNC coaches, you know, squat this, run this far do this many burpees or whatever it might be. So to kind of open it out to the floor, it's when did you, you know, when did you first have SNC in within a session, you know, I guess at grassroots level, whether it be judo, netball or football, it might be first off, it's just technical, tactical, you're doing it for fun. But when did you first see, okay, this is now SNC or physical preparation imposed within a session? And what were your first kind of perceptions of it? Anyone can kind of jump in. I don't mind taking the brain here. Um, so at Arsenal, um, aged 13, um, we never really had a um, structured SNC programme. I guess they gave us those blue bands and flicked them to us and said, all right, do some, what, like side side shuffles, whatever. And that was the full extent of it. And um, it wasn't until Sport England, I think they offered a silver award um, to players 
who were um, able to get to a local SNC centre. Mine was Uni of Hearts, um, and there I was coached by Fiona um, Scott, who was brilliant. Um, and she sort of opened my mind up to to SNC. And I genuinely think the reason why I made my debut at 16 was because I had SNC. No joke, hands down, it was because I was strong um, or stronger than a lot of the other 16 year olds. And then as a result could compete on that level with what aged 30 year olds who had been playing at Arsenal for six, seven years. Some of them had kids, um, but I guess stripping it back, uh, it was probably being introduced to SNC at uh, an age that was probably mature enough, but also was early enough to sort of nip it in the bud and be like, okay, like I've got this as part of my part of my skill set, really. Anyone else want to jump in? First kind of experiences. It's interesting you say about Fiona. I actually have been coached by Fiona for many years as well. So it's interesting how SNC coaches can flitter across all different sports. Um, but from a sort of non-well-funded um, sport, we have probably definitely increased our SNC. I mean, I started back in, oh, don't even, I don't even tell you how long ago, but our initial sort of SNC was probably when you got to England. Like before that, it wasn't really something you did. You were given old school flip chart papers and like pieces of paper that kind of had really stick men kind of examples of what you did but it wasn't until you got to England whether we had an actual paid SNC coach that it really took forward and I think that's something that as um professional side of sport I know definitely my club team I work with Daniel Daniel Liverpool one of Luke's mates and you know it is something that's really key to success but I was probably 17 18 before I'd even started I mean I probably need that long because I had no control over my body but maybe if I was as lucky as let's say that I could start that young I might have been a bit more prepared when I got older but yeah, took a, I had to get quite high up for me to access anything that was worthwhile. Joe, what about across the, in Oceania? What was it like? Yeah, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say young, very young actually. Brilliant. Me, I would say yeah. When we first started doing SNC, it was probably like 12 years old. Um, but then as yeah, as you guys said, that's kind of just throwing weights around or doing band exercises. I would say when I went to the collegiate environment, that was when I actually personally got more interested in it and kind of saw the direct benefit. So like in terms of my life, it became more important from like 17 onwards. Um, at a young age, it was just, yeah, you know, those activities and yeah, things to get done rather than specifically like I'm doing this to get faster, or I'm doing this to get stronger, if that makes sense. No, definitely. And, and Pete? What about yourself? Yeah, I'd say uh, very young for me as well. Um, obviously, SNC is quite a quite an important thing in judo. You need to be um, strong if you're going to try and throw someone else on their back. Um, so yeah, the, in the conditioning side of it, yeah, probably around 12, 13 as well. Um, then started doing weights when I was about 14, 15. Um, but I said that there, there was no structure to it. It wasn't until I got to university and started working with Luke. That was where I had more of a, a structured plan you know, what, what am I going to be working on in terms of power? Um, I think before it was just to have weights in my garage and, you know, do a few bench pressing curls, that was it. Uh, there was, yeah, there wasn't really um, much structure to it. So, yeah, I'd say when I hit university, that was when there started to be a bit more of a plan. And I felt that that's when I started putting on a bit more size as well. I'm feeling more stronger. So kind of linked to that, and that's what I find really interesting, is kind of we've all potentially had and it's kind of resonated with all, all of us have had kind of this potentially early exposure to SNC where it's been 
here's some SSC or here's some physical prep or some blue bands in Lotta's case, um, kind of give it a go. So my kind of question to you guys around that is your kind of perception of education around SNC, particularly as you've grown as athletes and how you perceive potentially the importance of that. So as you said there, Joe, understanding the link, because I've definitely seen that as I've got older as a coach is players really buy into it if they understand or athletes buy into it if they understand the link from 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 gym to pitch or gym to court or wherever it might be um so I, I think that did that take some I, I'm talking to the converted here I guess but did that take some convincing to you guys or was it an easy sell is my kind of question I think when I was younger I didn't directly see the relevance because I don't think uh like personally I think the SNC side gives you an extra you know five ten fifteen percent and when you're younger you may not need it you can just do better with talent but like for me personally when I moved on to America where physically I was much further behind I suddenly cared more about like okay why are we doing these exercises you know what I mean because I actually needed the speed and the strength because it became a weakness for me so I think it was like more of moving, moving environments to a point where like, I need to improve in this area. And then I suddenly found myself more interested in it. So, yeah. The I'd question that is that I've done it for 17 years and I still wouldn't say I'm actually interested in it. I know as I've got older, I've appreciated that my body is in a much better condition. I appreciate the fact that I'm less injured since taking it more seriously and understanding it all. I'm, Touchwood far less injured on a regular basis and I last the whole season and I know that's down to the physical preparation from pre-season to season to post-season I would say that I still struggle with it I don't enjoy it I don't have a that passion for it I've never studied physiology or PE or anything at any level so any knowledge that I have has only come through thank goodness very good very competent um, S&C coaches uh, so I do think I'm part of that thing where I buy into it I agree with it but I do struggle to have that kind of want and desire to do it. I just know I need to do it. And so it's like a different kind of thing. Don't get me wrong. I respect what you do because it is hard to motivate people like myself to get to a gym and do all that stuff. But when you can start seeing, like you say, the 10% difference between you before and you after. And like I said, I was getting injured mid-season. You get niggles and things like that. And actually being more conditioned and physically fitter and stronger I was getting less and less injuries which was a buy-in for me going okay I don't enjoy this but I want to last the whole season and that's part of it so yeah <laughs> no no it's really interesting I think that's it's like two con contrasting opinions and that's and we see that a lot as from a coach standpoint and I think mm -hmm. it if people buy in and want to know the why that's also that's great if people just want to say okay what's my program let's go that's also mm -hmm. great um, the resistance that's where where we as coaches that's where we earn our that's where we earn our money that's where we earn the... I do think it has a bit of a difficulty as well like I maybe Lotte can agree with me in female sport but at younger age we have got an issue with body images and probably boys as well maybe more extreme than girls but I think SNC gets a hard press because obviously you do physically change your body does change shape that muscles appear disappear and I think that's another level of difficulties that you boys and see coaches have to battle as well it's not just 
oh this is happening it's like physically you can see it and that can really change people's perceptive of it as well lots you want to jump in and like your perceptions around that and potentially teammates you've played with around kind of buying into the snc programs that you've had because i'm sure you've had plenty at club and country and at college yeah i think going from different environments where obviously snc is encouraged um as i said i feel lucky that i started it pretty early and i started it in a folk sort of focus group so it was myself and another teammate um from arsenal so it was um that in in that sense we got we had the time and we had the um energy and in, like, invested in us where we could understand the the gains we could understand the the reasoning behind um the, the exercises we were doing and obviously that's not for everyone and I, I enjoyed that but then I look at say another environment where I was exposed to some really good S&C was, was in the States um, under the NCAA system um, absolutely grueling and I think if you're if you enjoy S&C like I think that's the that's the S&C guide not doing his job because you're supposed to be pushed you're supposed to be um pushed to the limits and obviously each session has its different outcomes so uh, some sessions might be more for recovery whatever but um when we when i enjoyed my sessions sessions most were when i was being pushed to the limit and um i also think from that we got um team bonding outcomes so in the states we for say we'd all be in the racks there'd be some amazing facilities there'd be like 10 racks um so we'd half the team and one would be spotting, one would be in the racks and you'd all have to count down. So we'd be, we'd be doing squats. Um, you'd all have to count down five, four, three, two, one, get to the bottom, hold. And then you'd all have to shout that number or the number of the rep that it is. So we'd all like scream like two, we'd all push up and like, it's not, that's not enjoyable. Why would that be enjoyable? Cause you're putting your body through like hell, but because we were all doing it together, because we were screaming through it, it, it actually had those, um alternative outcomes that were beyond just getting physically fitter or physically stronger it was you were enjoying it more you were doing it with the girls and you were like pushing for it together no that's a, that's an interesting take and i think that's one of the things that you see from an snc coach is we spend kind of traditionally more time with our athletes than a potentially a technical coach does often in a club environment we'll be the first people that someone sees um in the morning you would do the, the kind of gym prep work then you do the warm-up then you'll see them after the session and then you potentially the gym session in the afternoon so you're right in terms of it's potentially not just that physical gains we often need to know our athletes well from a, a personal level motivational level or all those kind of additional sides from an athlete so um the kind of questions are around that is and you guys have had a plethora of experience so I guess it's kind of what would you want from your SNC coach to provide you in that environment you know, what does an ideal SNC coach provide you as an athlete see I actually like I saw it differently in the US mm -hmm. like I could I can obviously see the benefits from how Lottie described it in North Carolina but personally I thought that was a weakness in the American system was I think they were too generic with their athletes. Like they kind of gave us a team program that we worked through. Okay. But personally, I wanted them to be more specific. So like answering your question, I think it's important for SCE coaches to be 
yeah, as you just said, like understand the athletes. Definitely. Because I think, uh, you know, moving up the levels, I think players actually are looking for different things. And like, I found that frustrating when we were, you know, forced to do exercises that I thought maybe weren't that relevant for what I was looking for to improve in my SNC. Yeah. So maybe like more, yeah, more well-rounded and like understanding of each specific person of what they want to work on. No, definitely. I like it. Yeah, no, that's a really good point. So what is your, what is your, what is your idea SNC coach then, Joe? So you, you, you're picking your backroom staff. You've got your head coach. You're happy with them. You've got your assistant coach. You're happy with mm-hmm. them. So what do your SNC coach look like? That's, a, that's, a, that's going to be a long answer. <laughs> but I think most importantly, they have to be knowledgeable. Okay. So that's, that's top of your tree. That would be my number one. Okay. Yes. Nice. Um, okay. I, yeah. I'm not sure how, <laughs> I think there's too many factors, but yeah, I'm going to say knowledgeable will definitely be the most important, but also, yeah, adaptable and understanding of who they're working with and open to I don't know, new ideas or probably more modern ideas. I think from my experience of working with older SNC coaches, they're the ones that were more generic and the younger, more modern coaches are able to adapt and like you have more of a personal connection with. Um, so probably the combination of those two things. Cool. Lindsay, any thoughts? What, what I, I would, I would add probably funding with that too. Probably what Jay says, like the generic ones I've received is more the fact that they can't fund SNC coaches for their time, like to personalize things to the extent that I'd love as in, I feel like you say, Jay, like, your time in the gym is valuable to you um I think a lot of our issues especially in netball we just don't have funds to give those unique uh programs now obviously as I've got through the system and everything like that we do have those but again I agree it's really frustrating I look at people that you know I don't need to be x y and z I need to be able to do this this and this and probably the same as many people's sports each position is very unique. I mean, I'm intrigued to see what Pete thinks about personalised programmes because I'm pretty sure you must have the most unique programme out of all of us. Um, but I know that positionally, even like myself against my other fellow teammates like Hallie and Zara and Fumi were completely different genetic makeup as well. Like they can jump ridiculously high. They don't need to practice that. I do. Like, that's a weakness for me. But my strength is something that they don't have. They're pushed over and I'm not you know that that sort of thing as well so it's not necessarily just knowing your athlete but actually having a program that suits the position you need to perform for as well which is quite difficult definitely yeah so it's like that knowledge is a big both of you said your knowledge of the sport understanding the demands are really really important and that kind of personal touch definitely um Lotta any thoughts what's your what's your idea SNC coach what are those key traits that they're going to have uh, I was just listening to Lindsay and I was thinking um, I to- totally understand that just because yeah like centre-back's not going to have the same performance outcomes as a, a winger who's um, way faster than me but obviously not doing as many 1v1s um, so but I think like the core of it is starting with the end in mind as in regardless of who's doing the doing the exercise um you need to know what you actually want to get out of it or before you even start because otherwise I think you can do a squat very differently in different ways but you can get different outcomes from it um so in that respect I think knowledgeable but also able to to see the the end goal before it's even 
arrived. hundred percent. I think it's, you see the, the, like the softer skills have become so apparent and it's like, we're move, hopefully moving away from these like data driven coaches and just being approachable and being able to have conversations with athletes is just becoming so, so important. Um, so Pete, what do you think? I, I was thinking of you actually when um, Lindsay and Lotta were talking about the kind of like body composition type um, conversations. And I remember having conversations with you when you were trying to make weight and. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think I just, yeah. Echo what everyone says really is, is kind of understanding the, the sport and the person as well. Um, but yeah, in terms of, in terms of my program, obviously it's, it's important to be strong and, you know, build that muscle mass but you also need to balance the weight as well so it's kind of getting that fine balance um i think it's also important to understand you know their people's plans and you know when they're going to be competing so for example if i was going to uh, be competing in like a week's time we wouldn't be focusing on on you know building muscle we want to keep the weight down and just getting in in as good condition as possible so um yeah it's kind of understanding their, their um you know competition plans for the future as well um, and in terms of the, the kind of the, the ideal S&C coach, um, yeah, someone who's knowledgeable, um, knows the sport well. Um, but then there's also that, that kind of personal element to it as well, I think, as well. Um, you know, someone who, who's friendly, can have a laugh, but, but, knows who, but knows the right times to push you as well. Um, so I think it's, it's important to get that balance um, completely right as well. Yeah, that, I think that's a really interesting one about personalities. Like, I know I did not enjoy some of my times on some teams and that was because of staffing where I felt kind of, I suppose, like my profession. You just don't feel listened to, you don't feel appreciated, you don't feel like they're listening to you either. And I think personalities can have a massive effect. And like you say, they need to know you. And I mean, I don't know about anyone else. I hate getting shouted at in the gym. I'm not just, yeah, come on, lift heavy and go for it. I'm like, no, <laughs> definitely not. I'm like, well done. That was really good. Carry on. Like, let's get some more weight. Yeah, good job. Good technique. I like that kind of feedback. And it takes a long time and takes that conversation of bravery also to face up to the SNC sketch game. Can you please not do that? That's really off-putting or I need more of this. So I think it's also having that conversation, that SNC coaches, have to unfortunately adapt more than what I'd say a head coach is because at the end of the day they're the boss and then S&C coaches you feel like you're trying to make me better on my personal level and I can give you feedback of what works well what you're going to get more out of me how am I going to approach your sessions with a better mindset it's because you do this for me uh, I've been there numerous times where you don't get selected for teams and you're left with just you and the S&C coach on tour and you're like this is fun good job we get on isn't it so you know there's all that element as well like they have to deal with quite an emotional side and like you say say rightly that you do see them athletes quite a lot and also I think you see athletes that are absolutely most vulnerable and sometimes I find that I've probably delved into a lot of dark places and revealed a lot of secrets to S&C coaches whether they were happy to receive that information or not but because they've kept a safety environment and they've encouraged me in different ways you naturally as an athlete quite open up but you still have to be careful that sometimes you know, you have to know who the SNC coach is as well. Sometimes it can bite you on the bum at the same time. Hundred mm. percent. I think yeah. As I said, yeah, we we as SNC coaches will spend a lot of time with athletes and hopefully build really positive, strong relationships with with our athletes. So it's really nice to hear that you were able to kind of share those kind of relationships and those conversations. Any anyone got any further comments around those kind of soft, those important softer skills that they've kind of seen in a positive light? Um, any thoughts on that? Um, 
I guess drawing in um, Luke, you were at the Under Seventeens World Cup with us, weren't you? I was there. Yes, it was very yeah. hot. Very hot. Very hot. I think um, I think I mentioned it earlier, but when you look at an S and C session, um, oftentimes uh, you like you first think of the fact that you're going to go hard and like kill your body, but um, oftentimes there are the moments when you do need to have recovery sessions, when you do need to have those sessions that are slightly lighter and um, particularly in a tournament uh, environment, which we were, uh, Luke, um, it was, we were away for about a month, I think. Um, I'm not sure how many games we played, but um, it was, it was extremely intense and um, we had to juggle, obviously playing loads of games, but then also, when you are eventually in the in the gym or maybe not in the gym because there were no real resources for that um you had to be versatile and you had to um support us in ways that like we'd probably just come off the pitch the day before and been absolutely sweltering hot or maybe we'd just drawn to nigeria which we had or um all of those things that you have to juggle. It's nice when you can come to an area which might not be a gym, but is something recreational where we're all foam rolling or where we're all together. Um, that that SNC area can be used as a, a support system or as a system to um, sort of relax, but also um, continue with that that mindset that we're going to win the next game. Because I mean, at the end of the day, that's what an SNC area is for. Because you want to win so you're putting that time in with all the girls and you're you're working off the pitch um on your bodies and recovering and whatnot definitely that's really nice and i guess kind of on the flip side of that and i get you guys have kind of already started to mention as Lindsay said she she hates being shouted at by her snc coach um and i guess it's that kind of like pitfalls and kind of like tips for coaches to avoid so it's kind of like the kind of quick tips of what not to do i guess it's um have you had any experiences please don't name names but um of like the the big kind of like uh potential experiences where you've had like an snc coach and and it's like straight away it potentially might have impacted your your perception of a certain exercise or a certain activity or the gym and straight away that just changes everything and you're like well i'm not buying into that anymore or i'm not you know that coach changes you know first impressions can last a lifetime so it's we want to hopefully impact the way coaches conduct themselves so any any thoughts would be fantastic i like the silence the silence means that you've all had fantastic experiences all the way through your careers so that's really really good i think he touched on it earlier about knowing the sport obviously netball is not quite as uh, unique to men as it is to women and we have had previous counts where we had an snc guy who's lovely but he had no clue about actually what we need to do and i was like did you bluff your way through your like your interview because you're not showing any knowledge of actually what netball happens and he goes oh yeah it was it was really good and we were like you should know this you're an snc coach like come on like you should have done your homework so i think that's something like not to say that um you're trying to catch people out, but you'll get athletes on the side if you've got knowledge of their sport about what they need and you've done your homework and you can add a bit to conversation, especially in like, like Lotto was saying about in different environments, you might be able to chip in and say some stuff. So definitely doing your homework is definitely number one tip, like know your sport, know something about it and make sure that you're on the right page and you'll get the respect from the athletes straight away as well. 
that's really good. That's a great. That's a great piece of information. I'm say. Yeah, know your sport is a great. Place. Know your sport, yeah. <laughs> but no, I, I like the, the the silence means you've all had great experiences with your coaches. Pete, you sure? Yeah, just trying to think of a uh, John Harnham. <laughs> oh, he's dropped his name in it. No, <laughs> no, I was joking. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's generally been really good experiences. Um, I mean, it's just basically the kind of the opposite of what we've said we look for. Um, that's not what to do. Not yeah. So um, yeah, yeah. Keep keeping it interesting um, as well. I think is is an important thing. It's not doing the the same sessions over and over again. Uh, mixing up a bit can can yeah keep that keep that motivation going. Um, even it's fun as well I suppose like you know having things like keeping track of PBs I know we had the the bell when we did it in uh, Oxford um, you know and then doing stuff at the end of the the session as well um, yeah, I think it's all, it was all really good stuff so um, yeah nice very good and that was pretty much everything from me really guys and it was just kind of like it was really nice for you guys to share a little bit of some thoughts and feelings around S and C and where where you see it fits and it's really nice to and refreshing to hear athletes' opinions and um, sense the importance of it for you guys. Um, so before you go, just kind of what's next for you guys sporting wise. So Joe, what's next in the calendar? Uh, hopefully Olympics. Fantastic. Yeah, we're not we're not far away, are we now? So yeah. um, the Olympics are coming up very very soon. Mm-hmm. So what? couple of months away now um, yeah i think so i think that's still pretty unclear on what it's going to look like so yeah i'm interested to see like how all the complications get worked out but yeah season starts in a month as well so yeah both of them coming out which is exciting yeah weather's warming up for you over in norway now i guess yeah i wouldn't call it warming up but yeah <laughs> fantastic Lindsay. what about yourself middle of the season for you right now we- Literally, we are coming up to our midway point. So we've been kicked, we were kicked off back at the beginning of February. So we are thankfully stopping our multiple trips to Wakefield as we've been. That's another thing about us and actually we've had a completely shift of what we would normally do in a season. So we've been at a centralised venue. Uh, we've been commuting sort of four hours away to go and play a game of that 48 minutes of netball. So our whole sport has completely changed this year. Um, so that's been really interesting how our SNC coaches coped with sort of the changes that our sports demanded. And yeah, so we're currently not sitting where we would like to be sitting in, in the leaderboard, but definitely room for improvement. And um, yeah, we've got still 12 games to go this season and we've, well, finals are 23rd of June, so we've got a long way to go. And then hopefully I can sit back and watch all these lovely people on at the Olympics, which would be great. How, how fun's that? It was a good looking summer. <laughs> and then Lotta, what about yourself? You've got a little bit of a break coming up. Um, yeah, we've got international break. Uh, I'll be heading to France to play France and then back to England to play Canada. Um, basically Olympic prep, fighting for a spot. Um, so we'll see how that goes. And club-wise, we're fighting for a Champions League spot at the moment. Top three um, go in the hat. So, yeah, hopefully we can finish strong at the moment. We need all wins from our last five games. So, yeah, we'll we'll see how that goes. Nice, exciting times. London is red and all that, yeah? <laughs> Very good. And Pete, what about yourself? How's the rehab going? Yeah, rehab's going well, thanks. Um, yeah, I've had quite a bit of time out with my shoulder, um, kept kept dislocating it, so I've had a second operation on it. They um, 
took some bone from my hip and attached it to the shoulder joint. Um, so yeah, I'm just rehabbing that at the moment. But the, the last competition I had um, was the British Championships, which I, which I won. Um, so I think if I can get back to that same level as I was competing before with the injury, because I've been out for about three years now, um, I think the, the number one England spot in England is for my weight category is definitely up for grabs and the Commonwealth Games is is in the summer next year. So that, that is definitely, um, definitely one to aim for if I can get fit for that. Brilliant. Nice. So exciting times. We'll, we'll be keeping tabs on all four of you. But um, no, really appreciate you giving up your evening, guys. Um, it was fantastic to listen to you guys chatting. Um, you guys just hang on and uh, yeah, we'll catch up again soon. Amazing. Thanks, Luke. Thanks, cool. Luke. Thanks, Luke. Thank Good luck, everyone. Yeah. So that was the first part of episode 10 with Joe, Lindsay, Pete and Lotta. Hopefully you guys really took what they kind of had to say around how they perceive S&C coaches. Um, I definitely really enjoyed that chat. It made me kind of think, OK, how, how would I best interact with with certain individuals and kind of reflect on my experiences. I'd coach some of them, so it was really nice to hear some of their thoughts. So that was 10.1. 10.2 also got released today, so feel free to stick around for 10.2, which should be queued up in your in your podcast provider, where Dr. Rosie Collins, she's a psychologist who works with Grey Matters UK, um, she will be reviewing season one with me, and there's some key take-home messages. So yeah, feel free to stick around. Um, or take on board 10.2 in your own time. As always, really appreciate you guys listening.